This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. What does it mean to be you? Do you consider when you get up in the morning and think about yourself, do you consider your race? Do you consider your gender? Are those even in the equation when you contemplate your day? Or are you just you? And what does that mean exactly? What's your identity? We're going to explore this question of identity over the next several podcasts, looking at race and gender to be specific, because I believe that these socially charged classifications are at the crux of why we don't get along as well as we should. So we're going to tackle this, starting with you. What does it mean to be you? All right, let's take an albino. An albino has no, no melanin, no pigment. They are the whitest people you can find on, on the planet. But most albinos are of African descent. They have black features. They have lar- larger lips, curly hair. But are they black or are they white? What about somebody who has vitiligo, like Michael Jackson had vitiligo, no melanin. Melanin, there's a, it's an autoimmune disease that attacks the melanin. So you, you have either patches of white or in the case of uh, Michael Jackson, all white. What does that mean? Is he white? Was he white? I mean, there have been many jokes about it, but a person with vitiligo who's lost all their pigment in the face and have no black color at all, are they black? Are they white? Or is this something deeper? We know because we've talked about this that race is a made-up construct, so why do we hold so deeply to it? Because it's politically charged and it's connected to power. So let's take Rachel Dolezal. She claimed that she was a black woman, born white. She was transracial, and Lord have mercy, did she get dragged for Phil? I wasn't one of the draggers, by the way, because anybody who wants to be black in a world where black is at the bottom of every rung and it is so oppressed where you could lose your life, God bless them. The more the merrier. The strength in numbers, hashtag global majority. But Sean King gets, Sean King gets vilified by both blacks and whites. Sean King, who actually has a black parent, can pass for white, but he's not trusted by either, either race. Carol Channing. Great Broadway actress, performer, revealed later on in life after her career was over that her father was black, which ostensibly, by law, makes her black. Yet, she lived her life as a white woman. What does that mean exactly? Does that matter? Should it matter? And who gets to determine that? What does it mean to be a man? Biologically, you know, biology will tell you that based on your chromosomes, you're a man. So if you have an X and a Y, you are a male. If you have two X's, you're a woman. But what about people with two X's and a Y? What about people who outwardly look like women but have an XY chromosome? What about people who outwardly look like men but have two X chromosomes? Who gets to determine that? Is it based on genitalia? What if you were born um, with male genitalia, both genitalia? What, what, where do we put you then? What about somebody who is paralyzed from the waist down and, and can't use their genitalia? Are they still a man? We, we have these um, designations for people, you know, and, and in terms of their use of their manhood and whether they can use their manhood, making them a man or not. And how crazy is that? What about Stephen Hawkins? He couldn't use any of his body. Was he a man? 
I'm a student. I'm a professional. I'm a woman. And I shouldn't have to worry about walking alone, day or night. I've heard it all. Honey, give me a smile. Harmless catcalls? I never know. I carry Tiger Lady. It's a revolutionary defense tool that's based on one of nature's most efficient defenses, a cat's retractable claws. It weighs less than my phone and is designed to collect DNA. Tiger Lady is discreet and fits in my hand. And when I make a fist, claws come out like a real-life Wolverine. It's easy to use, doesn't require training, and is legal in all 50 states. Get your Tiger Lady today by going to TigerLady.com today. Tiger Lady makes the perfect graduation gift to prepare her for the world ahead. Get Tiger Lady today for safety's sake at TigerLady.com. And for a limited time, get a pack of four at 15% off. Use the code GRAD and save an additional 20% off your entire order. Go to TigerLady.com. That's TigerLady.com. Tiger Lady, the ultimate gift of personal safety for any graduate. Well, yeah, I guess we would say yes, right? But today now we're in a place where people are identifying in many different ways and it's disturbing people. So we're going to talk about that this week. But when you wake up in the morning, do you consider your race? Do you consider your gender? I know when I get up, I don't. I'm Karen. And Karen means a whole lot of things. Maybe towards the bottom of that is my race and my gender. And it is not until someone points out, like when I go into the world and how I'm treated or how you know people communicate with me, um, if I have on something low cut, you know, um, which I will do from time to time, and someone is staring at my cleavage, I did that so that they could stare. That is me embracing s- certain parts of my body, but also, you know, when I'm in meetings and maybe people are talking over me that in some room full of men, I'm, I'm reminded, oh, I'm a woman in a room full of men and my opinion may not matter, so I have to exert myself differently, which I wouldn't normally do. So so the social construct of maleness and and femaleness puts you in a position to behave in a way that may be outside of your own very way that you'd like to behave because society pressures you into. Now I have to be aggressive in a room to be heard because they're talking over me. Or if you're, I don't know know if they're talking over me because I'm black. But my point is when I get up in the morning, I don't deal with any of that. It's just me and God. Say my prayers, I do my meditation, I work out. And I never confront gender or, or race until I get out into the world. So does it exist in, in and of itself, or does it exist in relationship to society? And I think you can answer that for yourself. I'm asking Socratically uh, rhetorical questions, right? But psychologists have, have determined that race and gender are non-factors, right? They, they, as a matter of fact, English philosopher John Locke said, uh, to be a person is to be a thinking, intelligent being that has reason and reflection, that can consider itself as itself, the same thinking thing in different times and places. John Locke uses probably in the 1600s, he was born in the 1600s and did most of his work in the 1600s. He was doing a non-binary thing itself. He referred to human beings, beings as itself. He didn't say he or she. And according to this definition, you're a person because you can think about yourself, reflect on yourself, in different times, you could think about yourself as a little boy or girl or a little person, and you have memories of those events. You can think about, I'm going to Africa this year, and you can plan out and have an imagination and take yourself to a place that you haven't gone yet. That, that is what makes you a person, your imagination. It's what animals don't have. That's what separates us, our, us from animals. 
not our genitalia, not our complexion. If a person is a self-conscious mental being, what is it that makes that person so? Is it your body? Is it your brain? Is it your soul? What is your soul? So imagine a person has a serious accident that leaves this person brain dead on a hospital bed. The body is still alive, it's breathing, the heart is still working, all the organs are functioning, but the self-conscious is gone. Is that person still a person? And if not, then the physical body shouldn't be functioning because it's the brain that makes, so th these are deep conversations that should be had with ourselves and with others about what it means to be a person. We live in a society where uh, place to place, if you're black, black means something different in America than it does in Europe than it does on the continent of Africa, right? S except that colonization has kind of shifted that and made it all kind of the same wherever we go. But there are places and pockets in the world where being black is not, not, a, not a detriment, you know? And so why is that? Because we're, we're black wherever, or are we black wherever? Are we black? Are you white? We have to start to really examine that. And I love that we're in a time where we should. In future podcasts, you're going to hear me talk about white men in a way. Um, and I'm actually reading from Edward Baptist's the, the Half Has Never Been Told that is enlightening to me. Things I never considered about why people behave the way they do. And mostly it's fear. Fear of losing yourself. But the reality is yourself is something that is personal to you that you must work on and develop, which is what we've been doing this whole podcast series around anyway, from the confidence series on down. This is about people having to confront themselves, their failings, their frailties, their flaws, and shore them up individually so that we can be the best people we can be in the world. American philosopher Sidney Shoemaker, uh, born in 1931, he asks us to imagine that science has advanced to the extent that brain transplants are now po possible. He says that there are two people, two men, each have their brain removed and operated on at the same time. However, a poorly trained assistant inadvertently puts one man's brain into the body of another. One of these men, they die, but the other, the one with the brain of the other man, he lives and regains consciousness. When he regains consciousness, he has all of the memories of the other man, but can't recognize uh, the man's wife or his family. Hmm, so who is he? And that's deep, right? Because who we are actually is who we wanna be and who we imagine ourselves to be. And it's a work in progress and it's something that we need to focus on every day and work on every day to become the best people we can be. But the great news is that this, this life that we have is, is ever changing, which is great. So we need to embrace change, not run away from it. We need to not be afraid of change, but change is at the core of us becoming the best people we can be. And only then can we have the best society, the best world. So I'm gonna encourage you, first of all, to keep listening to these podcasts because they're fire but also to start to consider and, and contemplate who you are in a much broader way, not based on what's between your legs, but more what's in your soul. Till next time, let me know what you think. Follow me on Twitter at Karen Hunter, at Karen Hunter, hashtag podcast. If you have any questions, I answer questions on Sundays, on the Sunday podcast. And I thank you for, for joining me. I thank you for supporting me. Till next time.